Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Keem's Dream Show. Today, we are joined by a very special guest, right out of the 613, the Ottawa, Canada, uh, Capital Canada, Ottawa. <laughs> Wilson, thank you very much for joining the show. Uh, thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. Uh, 100%. Uh, before we get started with today's show, first, uh, uh, a quick word from a few sponsors. Uh, thank you for the underwear. Keeps my uh, keeps the boys and the twig and berries nice and high and tight. Thank you also for uh, the sponsorship from Athletic Greens. Keep me, uh, keep me in my athletic form since 20, two, 2016, something like that. Uh, good, good, good green stuff. Maybe have a little bit more sweetness in it, though. Like maybe an apple flavor would be great, but I appreciate the sponsorship <laughs> nevertheless. Uh, what else do we got here? Uh, oh, yeah, there's one more sponsor. What was the last sponsor there? Uh, oh, yeah. Um, Thanks for the sponsorship by uh, Skillshare. Skillshare, that's right. Yeah, we all got to share our skills, and uh, you know we got to make sure that we help each other, so uh, you know we can move on up to the next level. So, with that being said, thanks for all the sponsorships and all the uh, ad dollars. Um, because of you, I don't have to work. I'm retired. I pretty much have a great life and lots of girlfriends and great times. And I can afford to have times like this with Wilson where he comes to Alberta, the land of milk and honey, to discuss real estate, traveling, and all the rest. So, Wilson, thanks for joining the show today. Oh, thanks, Keith, for having me. It's been a pleasure. I look forward to uh, this episode. It's actually my first podcast, so I look forward to it. It's your first podcast? Yeah, believe it or not. That's fantastic. Can you talk to us about what Wagyu beef is, uh, first time you tried it, and kind of what the big... What, what all the fuss is about? So uh, first time I experienced Wagyu beef was uh, back in 2019. Um, a friend of mine, uh, Austin Borland, we went out to uh, Japan and we're in the region of Hakuba, which once held the Olympics many years ago. Um, we had the opportunity to sit down and have a, a Wagyu A5 top quality steak at this uh, little hut uh, in the side country there. Um, and instantly I fell in love. So uh, from the moment they brought out the meat and showed it off to us and later prepared it and served it to us and had all the different salt options of their choice uh, really made me uh, dive into the culture of that. Um, so many years later, my parents had an opportunity and they were planning to go to Japan, but got stopped because of COVID. Um, so I ended up sourcing some A5 Wagyu to bring that experience into my home. And uh, we ordered some online and came to our door and we've been eating it since. Unreal. So what is the difference between Wagyu and traditional like beef burger? Uh, the A5 is the rating of the meat. So there's different ratings throughout Japan um, that allows it to be a certain rating. I don't know exactly uh, where it all stands out, but there's obviously there's A5, there's A3 and like different levels within. Um, so there's obviously, it originally it came from a region of Japan and uh, a bloodline, I assume, that... Uh, keeps that tradition going but uh, the meat is definitely very relaxed it uh, has a very good life before it, it does get slaughtered unfortunately and uh, they put it through many things every day from the way it feed, they feed it and um, massages and whatnot believe it or not those cows get massages yeah they get massages bro that's vibes they're, so, they're living better than us wow that's not bad man yeah most definitely wow so they're on the, they're on the field to get great grass yeah great massages the yeah. most low stress low stress you know they're just wandering the hills with their buddies and uh, life is definitely good wow so anyone in real life who gets like really good grass 
and they get massages from their tank from time to time. Oh, most definitely. The, if the, someone was to trough them up, their, their beef would be Wagyu. Uh, I would say so for sure. Like if they're getting massages week in and week out, like they're definitely be some of the, the best slices for sure. Yeah, when you were in Japan, you were always sending me videos of like Wagyu steaks at like different places, and I was it, it kind of looks more marbly. Like it's like fat's kind of more dispersed. Yeah, most. Um, so when you do, it's very rich if that makes any sense. So you can't really eat a big piece of it um, because it's very hard on the tongue. I would say. Um, but that being said, it's like uh, we have it cut really thin and different depending on the cut of the of the steak, and uh, you put a nice amount of salt on it. It just melts in your mouth. No pepper, no pepper. All right, remember that, folks. No pepper. Just stay salty out there. <laughs> salty and fatty. Yeah, salty and fatty will do the trick. Just remember you're sweet enough. <laughs> what does it mean to be pulling up? Because you always say, "Man, I'm pulling up." What, what does pulling up mean to you? Uh, pulling up to me means like you never let down, you know. So like uh, even my personal life or even my career, like when I say I always pull up, it means like I'm always there for you. So uh, it doesn't matter the circumstance. Uh, you be on the side of the road, you give me a shout. I always try to pull up if I can. That's a better policy than what AMA has, man. I would say so. You know, no membership on that either. No membership, man. <laughs> no membership. And you get frequent flyers? I got a couple of frequent flyers, you know, but uh, I'm, uh, I'm locked down with one loyal one and I love her, love her dearly. That's, uh, I love to hear that. You, on your profile for Verified Wilson, it says uh, ski, bike, and hike. Yeah. Uh, where's the best place to ski, bike, and hike? Uh, honestly, like uh, Canada, we're very blessed. Uh, Interior BC, West Coast. Uh, one of the best trips I definitely had were uh, out in Japan uh, in January a couple years back. And that experience uh, will always... Something they call Japanuary. So there's two uh, there's two regions that we kind of tapped into, like I said, where we had the Wagyu and Hakuba, but also Niseko. Like they get the most snow around the world in that in that in that month of January, and like night overnight, like we're getting 30 plus centimeters, and just allows you to float throughout the day. It's just something something different. Japanuary, that's awesome. So that's the best time of year to go to Japan. Yeah, I would say so. So it's it's what's nice about that for you skiers out there? It's a, it's an experience you don't really get in every ski resort. So you pull off the hill, you're in these little huts, you're eating ramen, you know, uh, kakshu curries and whatnot, and like uh, you know, no no putins and uh, chicken fingers and fries. Let me tell you, but uh, you won't miss it. Okay, if Japan did putin, it would be pretty good because because uh, you could do like the regular, maybe be. Uh, like ramen influence to put in and then you'd have wagyu pieces of beef in there yeah that'd be something crazy but definitely be on the pricey side let me tell you that's all good man <laughs> my taste buds have no price yeah like for you guys who want to kind of dabble with japan culture like uh japanese don't mess so they're definitely uh, experts when it comes to cuisine so they're putting their, their best foot forward every time you were talking to me about skiing today and going on top of a mountain where they just drop you kelly skiing yeah it's something i definitely want to tap into hopefully uh before i before i pass the my life i'm living right now uh but again it's something i want to do in my younger years before i kind of age out um but yeah it's something that i i always i want to be an opportunity to be able to do that with people that are the same level of skiing so i kind of we can all join the moment together yeah, hundred percent, brother. I mean, that'd be fantastic. Just jumping off the top. Have you ever seen those Red Bull, Red Bull videos? Oh, most definitely. I'm a huge fan. If they drop the guy, there's this one guy. He's a professional skier. They drop him off, and they follow him the whole way down the mountain with like, uh, with what do you call those? Uh, tri the, the follow cam kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, follow cam. And they also have the tripods or the the aerial ones. Oh yeah, drones. Drones. Yeah. <laughs> Goddamn. <laughs> no, I got you. Um, <laughs> they followed him down with the drones down the hill, and it looks so crazy. I think they had one where it was like he was. Uh, you, you sent me one with an avalanche. Yeah, day? most definitely. Like the crazy part about these shots that they're getting these days, like technology came so far in the videography uh, scene. So uh, when avalanches do erupt and the, the skiers way ahead, they can really chase the scene and like it really, 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 really tells a story. See, speaking of st telling stories, man, tell us a story about like how many countries you've been to. Uh, definitely. Um, 
I'm definitely north of uh, 24, 25 countries. Wow. Um, had a, lots of opportunities. I'm very blessed for that. Uh, it really gives me a good understanding of the world and where people come from and how far people work to get to where they need to go. Um, so if you are sitting at home and you think where your spot is living is no good, maybe travel a little bit and you might actually realize like where you're living is pretty nice. Big time. And uh, you showed me some of the pictures of your travels. It's like a lot of people. It's almost like a National Geographic magazine. Can you describe what about people fascinates you when you take pictures? Oh, most definitely. So like that being said, like uh, I'm, I'm mostly a landscape guy, but when I was traveling through Asia, especially like uh, for everybody that would sell you something, I would try to take pictures of them and whatnot. And like, I feel like everyone lives a different life. Um, so it's just interesting seeing, I don't know. It's hard to kind of explain, like, uh, I feel like when I look back at that moment in that picture of that person who served me or that person who sold me something, it's like, where are they at today? And like, what are they still doing what they're doing? And it just gives me like a, brings back in time of that moment, which it means a lot. What, in what way did you see the world? Because I remember you used to go on trips with your folks to like uh, Mexico and stuff, and then you went to Asia later. What sequence did you go? Did you go to Europe and then Asia or Asia then Europe? And uh, what do you want to see next? So uh, in uh, 2014, uh, we went to Europe for the first time. Uh, had a small trip out there. It was, it was absolutely amazing. Um, but again, it's something I want to dabble back into in the future. But uh, years later, I made the trip over to uh, Australia. And I did a working holiday there for a year. Uh, within that period of time, uh, I kind of dabbled around Australia and made my way over to New Zealand and kind of did my working holiday for about a year's time. And then after that, I made my, my way to uh, Asia for a few months. I love that. Yeah, so you went through kind of the the Pacific regions, and then you made your way up to Asia after when you went to Europe. You want to go back to Europe for like Oktoberfest, or what's the vibe? No, that'd be amazing. Like, uh, I definitely want to go back to Europe one day. Um, if I went back, it's probably more going direction of like Croatia, Greece, and those ways. Oh, yeah. um, Turkey would be kind of cool. Yeah, you like Mediterranean, right? I would say so, yeah. You said that Greek is, uh, Greece food is your power food? Yeah, is I would say power? like I'm definitely on the rose and calamari train, you know? The rose and calamari? Yeah. That's your summer diet? Yeah, I would say so. Iced coffee when you can. Iced coffee on the side, eh? Yeah, for sure. Uh, rose wine for the for dinner, or is that after five o'clock? It's, it's a no go, no I'm, way. I'm I'm more of a rosé and, uh, you know, Chinese food kind of type, but, uh, you know, I like to mix it up. There's probably some good uh, Chinese places in Athens, eh? <laughs> I wouldn't say so, you know, but uh, you never know. You're telling me about your friend in Ottawa who has, uh, he goes to Chinese places just randomly. He just picks and chooses. And yeah, he's, he's definitely a risky kind of guy, you know, and uh, he's telling me he just like pulls up and gives it a go. But I'm like, I'm not quite there yet. Uh, well, for certain cuisines, I definitely need the referral to kind of give it a go. What days of the week do you feel most freaky to do those kinds of activities? Um, depends on like uh, who I'm with, honestly. Like uh, I'm obviously blessed through uh, my job. I uh, go out with uh, definitely some interesting uh, flavors, you know. So people definitely have different uh, things they like to go after. Speak, speaking of the city and your job, tell us about uh, real estate. Uh, what you like about it? You got into it. You're a realtor. Yeah. Uh, you're killing the game. Verified Wilson on Instagram. We're <laughs> uh, sorry. Uh, verified states. Uh, so yeah, tell us a little bit about that. Like, how'd you get into real estate? What's the real estate market like in Ottawa? And uh, what do you like about it? Of course. So like, I first got into real estate uh, many years ago when I was doing co-op in high school. I wanted to go into a real estate firm, and uh, there wasn't really an option for me there. So I uh, started off by going to a car dealership and kind of just, you know, did the the classic, you know, drive cars around, you know, a little bit of marketing, but it wasn't really serious. Um, um, so when it was in grade 12, I had an opportunity to go work over at Remax as a, a front desk guy and uh, basically do all the bookings for the clients and deal with the clients, like so customer relations kind of thing, you know, for mostly front desk work. Yeah. Um, within that period, uh, I really enjoyed it, but I definitely fell on the young side. Um, so did that for two and a bit years while I was in finishing school at Algonquin, took business marketing, um, which was obviously a, a great asset to me today, you know, so I can kind of bring that towards my, my skill set. But um, yeah. 
then after that, I did a small stint over at uh, Inside Edge Properties, which was a, a commercial uh, firm in Ottawa. And I did kind of like leasing assistant work, which was cool. Uh, it was definitely my forte. And uh, took a couple years off where I had the, the chance to obviously travel. And uh, back in uh, 2019, I started working on my real estate license again, which was great. And uh, been licensed for now two years, uh, which is a good thing to push forward on. Wow, so it was really like a ten-year journey, but you had like different points along the way, yeah, of different uh, different jobs, different experiences that led you up to being someone is just a killer in the market. Like I've heard, you had a great year first year, yeah. Uh, so it, 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 that's not uncommon, or sorry, that's not very uh, normal, right? To have the first year you did. Yeah, we definitely were coming into twenty twenty one. We definitely had a good go and uh, no complaints at all. Like I'm happy where everything went and fell on my plate and definitely it wasn't easy work but uh anybody's trying to get into the game it's uh you gotta put your head down and grind sometimes and uh i'm glad how things are shaping up and coming into year two there we uh we did well again um so it's definitely it's definitely exciting uh, job and it's always changing so no complaints what do you like about the uh, job in ottawa when it comes to like the specific market of ottawa because every real estate market's different probably right yeah, most definitely. So, like, uh, our Ottawa market is very, like, I'd say sheltered, you know. We have a lot of government workers. Like, we don't have too much fluctuation to the market. Our downturns are not too bad. The upturns are pretty good, you know. So, that being said, like, uh, the auto market is very, like, uh, to the small to the medium-sized market, which uh, makes it a lot of fun, you know. Cause you get to kind of co- uh, cooperate different agents and get to know everybody uh, in the city while you're kind of plugging away. And there's a lot of places to take uh, lunchtime appointments, right? Yeah, most definitely. Lunchtime appointments is uh, definitely my forte. I do that about four to five times a week. So, you know, my dad will kind of joke. It's, uh, it's called a late lunch. <laughs> <laughs> late lunch, eh? Yeah, late lunch. What's your favorite time of, uh, kind of appointment for work? Uh, definitely, uh, I like uh, like a one o'clock, you know, like, you know, a bigger meal, you know. Sometimes you dabble into a cocktail on a Friday if you can. Well, that's not too bad. A little uh, espresso martini or something? Yeah, definitely. You always start the night with espresso, you know? 100%. You never know what's going to go after that, right? No, exactly. It kind of just keeps the, the blood flowing. And like, I'm sure you already know, but I'm a big coffee guy. So uh, I'm usually uh, kind of getting through the coffee throughout the day. And that keeps me going. Well, I'm not sure if you're reading my notes, but I was going to ask about uh, your Cafe Wilson. So the first time I went to your house, uh, well, not the first time, but when I went to your kitchen one time, you was like, Keem, check this out. And you, you point to this amazing cat like coffee mixer or whatever machine it looked immaculate something you'd see at a cafe so i called it cafe wilson right away and <laughs> yeah. the name stuck and i just want to know like what is the history of you and caffeine coffee and coffee beans and all that stuff because you used to be a slush puppy guy right you yeah. used to be hawking slurpees back in the day yeah. so now you're on coffee chain yeah it's definitely on the slurpee chain for the longest time you know but uh, times have changed so uh, i kind of started getting a coffee probably in college and then uh, just kind of drank it for fuel more than anything and uh when, back in 2017 when i went to australia i lived with these, these great uh, females at the time and they had a machine and kind of dabbled in played with it and kind of built a passion around it um so when i came back to ottawa to live i uh, definitely picked a machine and kind of plugged away and over time too my taste and palate for coffee has always changed like i was the classic guy who started with the the double double for you canadians already know and then uh you know <laughs> way over to uh you know i'm straight black coffee now you know and like i'm about one of those black coffee guys who you know it's not a cult but it's definitely good we why would you say that because <laughs> most people you know who drink black coffee you know it's like they're up there with the vegans you know like oh, you tell you <laughs> and the crossfitters <laughs> the crossfitters yeah for sure you ever met a crossfitter who who drinks coffee and uh is a keto <laughs> no i haven't 
That'd be too much, eh? Yeah, it'd be overload for sure. I'd be like, chill, guy. Yeah, chill, chill. Just take one. <laughs> just turn it down a notch. Yeah, I really mean, appreciate it. That's the kind of guy who needs to slurp you. Yeah, say, <laughs> like, bro, I have, I have an assignment for you. Yeah. Go, to, go to the go to the Seven Eleven and get yourself a swamp slush. Yeah, <laughs> stat. <laughs> uh, so, what kind of coffee do you like? The what's your coffee routine Monday to Friday? So, um, in the morning time, we, uh, I usually drink. I usually like to have drip. So, like, but two cups of that. You drip uh, too hard, eh? I drip pretty hard. I'm not gonna lie. So, two things of drip, and as the day goes on, I used to be a big latte guy, and then kind of got into piccolos, which is like a condensed version of a latte, which is a little shorter, less fat. So, but nowadays I'm pretty much like uh, just black all the way through. So uh, two full cups, basically, and then in the afternoon a couple of espressos and uh, keeps keeps the blood flowing as the day goes. A couple of espressos, eh? I knew you were Italian man this whole time. Yeah, yeah. So they, like they say, coffee's for closers. The coffee's for <laughs> closers. By the time you've done that first espresso, the deal's already done, eh? Inks, uh, hit the ink dry. Yeah, you hope you hope it's an escrow by then, you know. <laughs> by the time you've done your second, your second, uh, your second espresso, the interest rates went down a percentage point, or what? No, it was basically the worst year all year for uh, us realtors. You know, just sitting there, it was like watching a horror movie. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yeah. Call it what you want to call it, but the bank had it definitely came out and uh, just kept scaring us away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> what is the savings of a machine? Because you have that machine at the Cafe Wilson, of course. Yeah. So, you make them at home, uh, the fantastic drinks, and you were like running the math by me, and it made sense. Like, if you think about how much people spend on coffee every day at the, you know, the Starbucks or Four Bucks, whatever you call it. Yeah. Yeah, so like uh, most most people, like I said, like if you're buying any like coffee shop coffee and like shout out to Starbucks because Starbucks made it okay for everyone to buy five dollar coffees and and then some, you know. So if you're going in, like my machine's about just under a thousand bucks today, and that being said, over a one year period, even buying beans, it's no different than going and buying a coffee a couple times a week. So the return on investment is definitely going to be there. So having a machine for three years now, it's paid off and then some. That's amazing. And $1,000, that might sound a lot, folks, but we saw some uh, other machines at cafes around the city during Wilson's short stay, and I'm sure you see them at your cafes, but on average, what are they costing people? Yeah, so... For these businesses. So for businesses, like a double group head coffee machine will be anywhere between like seventy five and $15,000. Any premium coffee shop is definitely going to be 10 plus. Yeah, that's light work. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's afternoon work, right? Afternoon work. <laughs> Maybe not. I don't know. That's no, but that's not, that's pretty expensive. I mean, for a coffee maker, oh, if you think about how much people spend for their coffee makers, like I have a French press, it cost me twenty bucks, yeah, not twenty G's. <laughs> yeah, so you think exactly. about that, right? Like, or you have like something at the store or a superstore, it makes you black coffees or Costco. You're looking at maybe fifty. Yeah, even a dripper, like you get a dripper, like a nice dripper. Like I got a, a better dripper the last couple of years, and it cost me a couple hundred. But before that, we're we're we're, we're dripping off a thirty dollar machine, and it did the trick. Yeah, I got a dripper at the mall. He sets me up my clothes, and he, it doesn't cost that much. Bro. Yeah, I'm sure he's get the guy with the mop to come back when you're leaving, eh? Oh, buddy. <laughs> the mop the deck, bro. Yeah. Uh, clean up on all five. Yeah, straight up. And especially you that you're dripping so hard, no plumber can fix that leak. You know? Oh, buddy. There's not a chance. You know, you need, you need a red seal to clean up this leak, buddy. Oh, good. There's more holes in the Titanic on this ship. Yeah, I can only imagine. It's all good, though. <laughs> so, you talked about coffee, you talked about travel, talked about real estate. Yeah. Uh, what else are you excited about? What else you got going on? It sounds like you're in love. You have a relationship. Yeah, yeah. I happen to know her. We won't have to say her name on the show. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, we, yeah she's we, a wonderful lady. Wonderful lady, yeah. So uh, my partner, girlfriend's in uh, massage therapy. She's plugging away at that. I'm very proud of that direction she's going. She kind of found her passion. Um, and uh, yeah. So Talk a, bit, a little bit about our family without saying names. Just like how we all ro- roll together and vibe together. It's a very loud environment. Um, whenever I come, it's always, it's always vibes. It's always a good time. 
you show up and then someone else shows up and then someone else shows up. Next thing you know, we're all cooking and getting drunk and hang up, having a good time. And oh, yeah. it's just, how would you describe it? Yeah, it's definitely sometimes it can like controlled chaos, depends on how you want to go about it. Uh, but growing up in a family setting where like the cousins are close and uh, as you guys may know, Keem's my cousin and uh, growing up together, he would come down to Ottawa every summer. So it's always like, uh, always been a, a gathering in the summertime, you know, so growing up, we used to, you know, hang out in my grandma's basement and we make our way to the quickie, buy six packs of Pepsi and we all fight <laughs> over it, you know, so those, those are the OG days, you know, so we, 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 we could all hush it out, you know, it was good. Yeah, I miss those days. Those good times. The quickie, we, we used to be able to make $5 stretch pretty far, eh? Yeah, exactly. You know, we were, you know get a, a two ninety nine pack of Pepsi and a couple Slurpees and off we went. Yeah, yeah. Jalouis, a Pepsi and a smile, eh? Yeah, like basically the Quebec dream. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> off on your way. Yeah. Hits in the Pete Sportsplex, do dives off the, the platforms. Yeah, exactly. And like today, we actually going to the pools was like OG times, you know? Like I feel like I was 12 again and uh, yeah. it was definitely a blessing. Yeah, for sure. That was good times. Uh, so yeah, we uh, went around Edmonton the last few days. I showed you a bit of Edmonton's first time in the city. Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts on the city? Oh, well, it definitely has like uh, the potentials there. Like uh, what I say in a key earlier today, like what I like do like about the city, I feel like there's a lot of like young blood here and they're really trying to put the city on the map and like before you know it, it's all going to come together and uh, it's a very uh, young professional network, I would say. And um, you can see even just in the, the hospitality industry of like uh, there's a lot of uh, entrepreneur type people in the city who are just trying to really give it a push and the push will come. 100%. The push will come. Uh, what do you think of the architecture, the buildings? Oh, it's obviously stunning. You guys, you guys are taking a lot of big risks, I think. You know, like uh, many bigger bigger cities and bigger markets wouldn't do some things that you guys are doing. So it's nice to see that you're trying things, being in innovated and innovate, being innovated on stuff that's coming out, you know, and like, like shout out to yourself on like Station Park. That looks like a cool plan. I'm excited to see that going forward. Merci beaucoup. Appreciate that, man. Yeah. Um, so. And thanks for the kind words about the city. We have a lot of work to do. We're not on Ottawa's level yet, yeah, perhaps. Yeah. We're getting close. Uh, maybe a few more French speakers, a few more Italian shops like you guys have in, uh, in, in Ottawa. Yeah, yeah, definitely. One thing you're kind of missing out here is cannolis. Like, it's the only thing kind of, you know, I'm usually a cannoli wee kind of guy, you know, on the low, you know. You don't tell the Brussels we need the cannolis now, eh? Yeah, exactly, you know. If you can kind of find that hot middle, you know, like, uh, you'll have it locked. Talk to us about uh, uh, cocktails. What are we doing for cocktails now? Yeah, cocktails. I'm definitely a Moscow Mule guy. Always have been. Um, but over the last couple of years, I feel like I kind of stepped away from drinking beers because obviously I'm allergic to brewer's yeast there. But uh, good cocktail. And uh, last night, uh, the, the place downstairs was absolutely amazing. Uh, no complaints. Um, good vibes all around. Um, yeah, man. I drink and I know things at Boxer. Fantastic drinks. Uh, you know, I thought we were going to be done. And Wilson's like, nah, Akeem, two more. Yeah, you kind of have to keep it going, you know, because... Uh, like I said, even the price of drinks in the city are very, very affordable, you know, like people, cocktail drinkers out there from the east or the east of the far west, you know, they can kind of tell you like the standard drink now is like 15, 16, 17 bucks for a good cocktail. So $10 cocktails, you know, you can't really, you can't really complain. They're almost like half price. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Tuesday, Tuesday vibes. Yeah. Uh, so we went to a few restaurants in the city of all the meals we've had so far. We have a few more before you uh, jump on a jet plane, but what would you, what would you say was your, what meal stand out? For Sando, it's definitely, uh, I like Pals, the sandwich is really good. Um, overall, I had a lot of options. It's definitely somewhere I'd be there, you know, so shout out to Robbie's. Don't there. Yeah, yeah, shout out to Robbie's over there. Like, uh, they definitely do a good job. Um, so being, a, being an East Coast boy, we grew up on shawarmas, you know? So it's, uh, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, a different, it's a different lifestyle, but uh, different cut of meat, but definitely, it definitely comes together and hits the same spot in the heart. Jeez, I couldn't have said it better myself, man. You might have to start your own, start your own show. Tell us about the show you were thinking of starting one day. Oh, uh, years ago, I kind of wanted to run a podcast called Taboo Topics and kind of like uh, dive into people that are like uh, things that are not talked about. Like, uh, for example, like uh, 
polyamorous relationships and like bring people in that are like super quote unquote to society like out there but someone you may not know but you're just curious about um so like like i said for example people have like two three four five wives you know it's like how does that lifestyle work for the female versus the male and kind of see both sides of the story and kind of tell a story to bring it all together i only had that lifestyle in august and then i shut her down because you know when it gets winter time i i, I put out the deadline for the applications for coughing season if i don't get the applications in um it's time to move on right get ready for chris kringle so yeah uh, for sure for sure speaking you know. of polyamory i think that's a great podcast show by the way i think you should try it yeah. uh you, great personality i think you would have no shortage of guests speaking <laughs> of polyamorous relationships okay talk to us about salt, salt lake city and uh, utah oh salt lake city yeah a crazy spot we were out there a couple years ago skiing like uh Definitely, <laughs> definitely, it's uh, it's the hot spot for that. You know, like it's uh, I can't say it's my lifestyle for sure. It's uh, nothing I ever want to go down that road, but uh, it's definitely a hot spot for it. So if you're if you want to go that direction, like the views are there, you're obviously good, and uh, the culture's there for it. It's great. To, it's great to see. I see some of those shows about those uh, polyamory relationships. All the dudes look so low key. Like they just look so like that. Like. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's most definitely like they're, they're not the kind of guys you expect to be doing what they're doing. You know? <laughs> yeah, sense. they do big things out here. Yeah, for sure. I've seen one where there's like <laughs> five houses in a row. At Monday, he's at this house. Tuesday, he's at this house. So on and so forth. But he must be tired. That's all I say. Yeah, yeah, he looks like he's about to take a nap every two seconds, man. Yeah, yeah. Sleepy sleeps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He probably sleeps like a rock too, like a newborn. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so that's a great, that's a great idea for a podcast, man. I'm looking forward to seeing that. Uh, any other uh, things you're doing? for real estate or your your fun life or you have so many things you're interested in what else are you kind of looking at or dabbing into or because you don't watch tv okay let's talk about that you don't watch tv why don't you watch tv uh honestly i don't watch tv like uh, i probably stopped watching tv from like uh my early teen years it's just nothing that like i can't sit down i feel like i low-key like self-diagnose i have adhd like a doctor will say different but uh like sit there and watch anything along of long stature um so like again i haven't been to a movie theater in many years um it's never leaving my thing. So you got to go up and go, get up and go. You're an adventure guy. Yeah, I would say so. You know, like I have to be doing things or like, uh, I have to be like consistently stimulated. Some people would say that's bad, but uh, definitely like, I don't know. I feel like last like many years, I feel like that was my life. So that being said, it's like, I always want to see new, like my biggest thing, like back to the travel thing, nothing like seeing something for the first time. So uh, right. when you're, when you're virgin eyes, you see something for the first time. It's like something you always remember. And like my thing now is like I like going back to the same spot to like watch someone else's eyes light up when yeah. they see something for the first time that I've already seen. It's like I'm reliving the moment. That's a great, yeah, that's a great perspective. It's like you get to you get to live it again for the first time, a second time. Exactly. I heard that when people have kids, it's a very similar experience. Yeah, people say like having kids is the biggest adventure, you know. So like obviously, uh, I'm definitely a few years away from that, but uh, I look forward to that as well, you know, because like I said, even today in the pool, like, see, like <laughs> seeing the, seeing these kids and the parents just having like a shit show of a time, you know, it's like, a great time. Yeah, yeah, that's what life's hilarious. all about. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, so we were in the pool today, and uh, this uh, little girl just. Like looks at Wilson. And she's probably three years old. She's got like a life vest on. She's beelines to him. Like I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get you. For, like ten minutes straight. Her mom's like right behind her, just so confused, doesn't know what to do. Yeah. So we just like play keep away, and then she chases us off, and we're like we're swinging on the ropes. So this is uh, there's this bench you have to stand on for this rope, and you like do George of the Jungle into the water. 
so we're taking our turns and this little girl that was chasing Wilson around Wilson grabs a row for her she grow, she goes she does barely just barely clears the, the bench to get into the water but she's just awesome yeah, yeah she's having a time you know she's definitely hyping up the crowd over there at the pool so uh, I'm sure she's uh, definitely a frequent flyer over there at the pool on a sunny afternoon 100% man speaking of first in Alberta you went to a country bar so what was that like for you yeah most definitely like I going over to the country bar was definitely cool like uh, the, the upside to that bar was definitely the fact that the lights weren't super dark compared to typical, typical nightclubs everybody was dancing the square dancing thing I couldn't really figure it out you know like I got the two steps to the right one to the left but rhythm was definitely off so might have dropped a nickel bars Zumba classes before I'm going the right direction on that but uh, no the country bar was definitely uh, a cool spot and uh, definitely I have to work on a little bit more of the, the two-step or uh, you know square dancing before I go to the stampede in the future 100% yeah come to the stampede we'll, we'll pull up yeah I, I think one or two less uh, tequila shots would have helped with our coordination too yeah like definitely yeah I to Josh for just keeping them coming you know but uh, <laughs> the tequila shots will never really help the situation you know like uh, if you look on People look at uh, his uh, Instagram, Verified Wilson and Wilson uh, is uh, sorry, Verified Wilson and Verified Estates. Those are the two main ones. Look at these Instagram profiles; they're lit. Like he's got such great photography. Talk to us about your photography philosophy, how you take your shots, angles, positioning of cameras, the drones. Like, kind of, how did that evolve? Because that's not like an ob- that's not like an obvious thing to just be good at. So I feel like it first happened when I had an iPhone six. Like uh, when I lived in Whistler back in like 2016, I uh, would take iPhone shots and they come up pretty clean. And like just like I did like light work, like just adjusting light and whatnot, just kind of making it pop a little more. Um, but well, yeah, photography kind of like uh, fell into my place. Like as I was traveling more, I, like going to new places, like it became a lot of fun because you're going to new places and you want to like capture the moment. But like when I would present, like what I'd post would always be like what I thought I saw kind of thing. Like I feel like uh, photography is very subjective to like, it's kind of like an art, you know, like you may like, you may not, you know, everyone has a different taste. Uh, we even have like dabble with my friends who like shoot more than I do now today. Like some photos, I'm like, oh, I love that. Some photos are not my style, but again, it's uh, whatever you want to capture and bring to life is uh, the, the free form with that. Awesome. But you have a, you, like you talked about it a little bit, but you have like a sense or you have like a gut instinct about this shot would be good. Oh yeah, most definitely. Like I'm always like a, a landscape guy. Like people were kind of cool when I was in Asia. Like I shot a lot of people, but for the most part, landscape was always my forte. Um, you shot a lot of people and get, didn't get arrested? Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> lots of shots out. And yeah, like, gang, no, gang. No arrests, you know, but definitely some close calls, especially over in like Vietnam and Thailand. But yeah, uh, no complaints. You just pay them off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, 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 that's good, man. Good for you. Yeah. Um, but, anyways, with your photography, sorry, <laughs> sidetrack. Uh, but so, yeah, you, so you take the landscape shots. Um, you like the, I like the ones where you're taking pictures of like Quebec and it's like all the different colors of the trees and stuff. Yeah. That's your most recent one, but like. Yeah. So I, 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 like I said, I like the video stuff. I like the video stuff a little more, the photo stuff. But the drone was just a whole different aspect to me because it's like a bird eyes view, like something I'll never be able to see. But I can obviously through technology get a shot that it's way harder to achieve. Um, so that was always neat to me, and um, definitely kind of have been dabbling with that over the last five years and kind of hit a break on that. But hopefully, with time I can kind of push forward on that a little more and uh, pull more shots out of that. Uh, candid versus uh, staged. Candid. Okay. Um, ice cream versus milkshakes. Uh, I'm a little bit on the lactose side, but definitely, oh, yeah. definitely like uh, I'm a I'm like meet me in the middle on an ice cap or something, you know? Okay. Sneaky one, yeah. So sneaky, <laughs> sneaky, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, funny! It was so funny to talk about. We were sliding on the slide today, and Wilson's like, "Yeah, it's like when you slide in the DMs, you get you, you get caught." <laughs> I was like, "Yo, bro! Like I've ever seen this one time. This meme. This kid was like sliding at the bottom of the slide." And you know how you those cheese graters? Yeah. Those things that, like, you know, you're grating cheese. It's like when you slide into her DMs and she's friends with your girl. 
Yeah, you just get cut out. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. You get shredded. Yeah, uh, but you never hear us. You go home with bruises. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So scary hours. Uh, but uh, what were you we talking about? I lost my train of thought. I was just talking about uh, yeah, DMs and and uh, trips and stuff like that. But no, man. I mean. Uh, with you being in Edmonton, I really appreciate it. Um, I think we're having a blast. No, thanks uh, for having me. It's been it's been actually like a dream come true. Like I always told Akeem, like coming over to Ottawa every summer, I feel like I owed it to you to come out here and see what's going on. Like uh, like I said, I'm definitely coming back in the summer and see where the city's going to go and uh, see the finished uh, project over at Station Park. Will be definitely be cool. Yeah, hundred percent. We'll throw a party. Then we'll book out a, a swimming pool. Go off the planks. Go off the dime boards. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like uh, something we have to definitely do, and uh, I'll arrange that when I come back. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. What kind of music you listen to these days? Uh, for the most part, like I'm definitely a rap guy, you know. So it's kind of jokes, like uh, rap and trapping. Yeah, I definitely rap and trap. Like uh, I may not may not seem like it, but uh, even <laughs> at work when I'm pulling up the show in a couple of blocks, I always got to turn the music, you know. So I always <laughs> got to get into the mode to get the job done, you know. Right. What, what rap songs have you had the most success with before the showings? So I had like a lot of success with like some Drake All Me, you know what I mean? Oh like, yeah. So I'm, came through. That's all me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So be, quote unquote, you know, when you pull up and you get the job done, like nothing's better than that, you know? Yeah. He, Drake touched down in '86. You touched down '95, eh? Yeah, for sure, for sure. I touched down in '95. Always knew I'd be staying alive. My name's Wilson. Not. Uh, <laughs> anyways, I need to be. You know, that yeah, would yeah, be fine. Yeah, stick to the podcast. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, facts. <laughs> so we got some Corona tropicals here. Um, thanks yeah. for sponsoring the show, Corona. Really yeah, shout out to Corona. You know, it's always it's always Rona season out here. Thanks to the full send boys. Send yeah, out. yeah, Fox. Yeah, we're happy dads, happy lads. Yeah, happy lads. Yeah, uh, happy geezers for sure. Yeah. Uh, so I think tonight we're gonna get some sushi. But uh, uh, any any uh, words out there for the folks before we tie this one up? No, honestly, like I want to say, like uh, thanks for having me on. Like uh, I was a little not nervous, but like uh, it's funny how like Akeem's definitely a, a definitely a good podcast host and uh, makes you feel comfortable. So if you ever have an opportunity to jump on the line, like definitely come out here and you know, he'll he'll make you feel good and uh, it'll be fun. Dude, we'll make you more we'll make you feel more comfortable with Mike and Kyle's bro. We're gonna yeah, get chopped up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your back will be soft, let me tell you. Yeah, yeah, shoulder rubs, bro. <laughs> yeah, shoulder rubs, yeah. <laughs> yeah, rookie season, freshman season. Yeah. But anyways, folks, thank and uh <laughs> Yeah, oh yeah, I never have soft hands. That's one thing I can tell you guys. You know, if you're ever shaking hands, you know, shake hands like you're writing a check, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> no, you told me that last night. I still think about it. I want to make a t-shirt of that. And I want that to be on a business card. Yeah, yeah. No, most definitely. Like, uh, many years ago, a guy told me, you know, when you shake hands, like, you always you always look them in the eye and you, you shake them with, like, you're, you're signing a check, you know? So, he, every handshake's like money, he says, you know? So, we wow. never, have, never have soft hands. I think we should. That's. I don't know. I have anything else to say, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, with that being said, uh, thanks for showing up, and uh, yeah, we'll see you again. Oh, thanks so much. Appreciate for having me. Bonsoir. <laughs>